and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. Thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading once again. I am so thankful for you. We are getting so close to the Lord allowing this to be downloaded into almost a thousand cities. It was 997 this morning and 78 countries in which this podcast has been downloaded. That just blows my mind. I just say, praise the Lord. He receives all the glory for this. It's just so neat to see what he can do uh, with something recorded in a closet in, um, in the midst of all my clothes. And it's all him. And I just pray that he will use uh, this in any way he sees fit to encourage others to be in the word. But please join me in thanking him for that and praising him for what he's doing uh, with this podcast medium. I welcome any of you who are here for the first time. I'm so glad that you're here. It's no accident that you found this podcast, friend. So please don't run off quite yet. Please stick around for a little bit and let's see what the Lord has for us as we spend time in his word today. I want you to know that I continue to pray for you day after day. I continue to pray that the Lord would draw you closer to him and give you um, more of a desire to know him and his word and that you will just see the necessity of spending time with him, of carving out that time, of being deliberate and intentional. There's many ways we could do it. We can uh, put memory verses um within our eyesight you know you could stick a little verse on your desk you could stick things in your car you can stick it on your mirror you can put it on your phone cases you could do all kinds of things you could just stick things everywhere to remind you to think about him um have an appointment with him where you spend time in prayer and in worship and be working on your small group bible study lesson or your sunday school lesson um read his word listen to his word uh listen to music that is honoring him, worship music that honors him, and just spend time praising and worshiping him. Friends, we don't need to wait till we're in a corporate setting to do that once a week. Um, It needs to be something that we thank him for and that we worship him daily. And I just encourage you that that you have time. You can do that. Uh, Just ask him to help you see, and he will help you make the best use of your time. Uh, Please consider sharing this podcast with friends, family, neighbors, strangers, just anyone who you think may receive a blessing from it. And know that I love to hear from you. So if you feel so lit, send me a message sometime. Back on that sharing thing, if you feel so led. Uh, it is very helpful for other people to be able to find this. If you if you like it or if you follow it or if you share it or um, anything like that, that will help other people be able to find it. The more follows and subscribers, and I know some podcasts, it's subscribers, some it's followers, wherever you listen. If there's a way that you can click to get notifications when a new episode comes Uh, please consider doing that because that helps other people find it. I may not see. Like there are some places where my podcast is downloaded that I don't know how many followers or subscribers there are. I don't have time to look for all of that. I leave that up to God. He puts it where he wants it to go, but it does help others be able to find it. And so also know that it's on YouTube. There's a 
uh, the voice recording is on YouTube and I have some little short form videos where I'm showing you how I journal a little bit about each verse for the day, just as a, a way to help um, focus um, our minds and hearts on him. It's just a good practice, I think. And you don't have to do that exact practice, but I just wanted to encourage you and show you another way that you can think about him. Well, our verse for the day for February the 18th, 2024 comes from the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Oh, friends, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see where it is in context. I'm excited for us to think about the character of God and how he knew what what uh, his creation would need. And also to see that uh, there's just so many on so many other levels, the way that he's provided a helper for us. And so I'm excited for us to park here and think about him and his word. But you know, first of all, if you've been on this journey with me for very long, you know, this is the time that I think it's wise for us to think about where we are, think about what was going on so we can get the appropriate context. And then from there, we can see how it fits in with all the rest of God's word. And I just love that because we must learn to rightly handle this word of truth that he has so graciously given us. You will recall, if you've been with me very long, um, that the, the Old Testament begins with the five books of the law. Then it moves to Old Testament history and then to the wisdom and poetry literature and then to the major prophets and the minor prophets. We talked about that some yesterday. Talk about that frequently because I think it's wise for us just to have that overview. It's good to have the big picture and then we can zoom in and focus in um, on the details wherever we land each day. But uh, we're in those books of the law. We're in the first book of the law. And we know that uh, based on what Jesus uh, said, the certificate of authenticity that he gave, as well as other places within the scripture, uh, that it's thought that Moses wrote these five books of the law. He was told by God to write these things down. Now, the events in Genesis, of course, occurred very many years before Moses was born, uh, but God gave him this to write because we know that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, correction, reproof, and training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So this was breathed out by God. It's given to men, inspired by the Holy Spirit to write. And so I'm just so thankful that we get to park here. Um, Moses, as you may recall, was uh, one that God chose to uh, lead the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt and into the promised land. And uh, God had a very specific plan and he gave these five books of the law. This book of Genesis means uh, in the beginning origins. Um, and in the Hebrew text, it's named for those first first uh, few words of the text in the beginning. But I believe the Latin Vulgate and the uh, Greek Septuagint are the ones that we get Genesis from, which means origins. But uh, Genesis tells us the story of creation, the story of God making everything out of nothing 
And we see about the first people, we see about the original sin, we see about the fall of man, um, but then we see uh, the beginning of God sharing his redemptive plan, and he starts all the way in in the law, talking about what was going to happen. Um, that second book of the law is Exodus. It talks about, as I just mentioned, God sending Moses to bring those people out. They exited Egypt, and that's where we get about Exodus. And then um, Leviticus tells us about this Levitical priesthood and the law that God gave to the people while they were in the wilderness to help them uh, to know how to follow him, to help them to be a people set apart. He gave them rules and regulations and um, it wasn't a punishment. It was to give them boundaries and to help them know how to be a people set apart, a people that were called out. Um Numbers was a book that talked more about their time in the wilderness, and then Deuteronomy was a series of farewell addresses given by Moses to help uh, remind the people before they were getting ready to cross over into that promised land, because Moses was not going to be able to go with them. Uh, Joshua was going to take over and be the leader to lead them into the promised land after they had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. But that's when we think about the law. That's what the law is. And there's just so much. And many people would say today, uh, I've heard it erroneously said, well, now that Jesus is coming, we don't have to worry about that. We're not under the law. Well, that's right. We're not under those rules and regulations and those very specific things about uh, following dietary restrictions and, and all of that. There was a purpose for the law. God had a very specific purpose. And even the Apostle Paul says, um, he says, uh, was the law sin? By no means, he says. If it hadn't been for the law, I wouldn't have known what sin was. Um, and so it's very important. The law served as a purpose. It served to show us our need for a Savior because we couldn't keep the law on our own. The only one who was ever able to fully keep the law perfectly was Jesus. And uh, we see, though, that there was a reason for that. God had a very specific progression of things that needed to happen before he sent Jesus uh, for us. Um, and so I'm so thankful for that. But we see uh, just so many examples in laying the framework for what Jesus would do, uh, how he would be the better priesthood, the better priest, the better sacrifice, um, how he would be the end of the law for righteousness for all who would believe. And I'm just I just love that. So it's important for us to know this background, um, for us to understand more of the depths and the weight, to, the weight of what Jesus has done. So I love it anytime we're in the law. Well, today we're in the very beginning at, of creation, and we spent some time there a couple of times uh, last month, I believe. Uh, but this tells how things came about. And remember, we talked about where it says, in the beginning, God created. That word God in the Hebrew is Elohim and it was plural, and that helped us to know that uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were there. And um, God had even said, said, let us make man in our own image. So there were those three, the Godhead was there at the beginning. And we talked about the Sabbath and how God rested, and he did that um, as an example for us. And he uh, later will read that he uh, 
talked about that he made that day holy, and it was for us to be reminded of what he had done, and so also for us to be refreshed um, on that day of rest. Uh, But when we get to this part in in which we're located in chapter 2, I want to read forward because we read at the the end of chapter 1, in verse 26, where it says, Let us make man in our own image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Uh, then chapter 2 goes into more detail about that. And so it wasn't a different creation. It's just more detail. It's like we had the overview in chapter one, and then there's a little more detail here. The beginning of chapter two talked about God resting, and we spent time there. And then um, I want you to hear uh, the uh, beginning in verse four of chapter two of Genesis leading up to our verse for the day. It says, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. When no bush of the field was yet in the land and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land and there was no man to work the ground. And a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil." A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is the Pishon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Havilah, where there was where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Delium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Cush. And the name of the third is the Tigris, which flows east of Assyria, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. And here is our verse for the day. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. And then it goes on to tell how God created the woman, how he created Eve. But think about this all the way up to that. At the end of each day of creation, God said, and the Lord saw that it was good. But he realized that creation, of course, I don't think it, I think God knew that that was part of creation. And this was uh, how Moses was able to be. He was inspired to write it this way. But he knew creation was not complete unless man had his counterpart, his helper fit for him. And um, I'm so thankful that God knew that about us. You know, we're created in his image. We're created for relationship. That's why it's so one of the many reasons it's so important for us to have a relationship with God. That's why he would want to bring us back to him. He loves us. We're not made to be robots. 
we are made to have that back and forth relationship, but also to honor him. And then he loves us so that he allows us, if we uh, believe in him and we follow him, he allows us to be part of his family and to be children of his, that he cares for us, that he takes care of us. It's just such a wonderful thing. But just think about how at all chapter one, at the end of all of those days, it said, and the Lord saw that this was good. But here, Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. And that was the first instance of a helper being made. Um, And, you know, some people would say now, well, um, you know, not everyone marries. Even in the New Testament, Paul talked about uh, that it was good for one not to marry and that he wished that everyone would be single like he was, but he knew that everyone wasn't called to that. Um, But this example that's given in the garden that we do need each other, we do need community. There is, um, it is important for us to have relationship was based on, I really believe, that need for us to have relationship with the Father and not be alone. And then just think about, I love what we see here, how God made this the helper suitable for Adam to compliment him, to help him, to do his work. And We see that in a very practical way for those of us who are married and have spouses. We see, um, if, if we use the eyes that God allows us to see that, that God does give us, if we seek him for our mate, he does give us a mate that, um, that compliments us so that we can work together and we're not alone. But then there are times when, you know, um, mates pass away and other things happen. And uh, so people are alone. And and some folks would look at this and say, well, that doesn't apply to me. Uh, But it does because we see God's framework. We see his plan. It was meant for there to be a family. It was meant for there to be a unit where there was um, uh, one person and another who were together to help each other, to encourage each other, to work together, um, to uh, then multiply and to do all those things that God set forth in his word, uh, in his perfect plan for things to happen. And then now I think about, you know, not everyone, as I started to say just a few minutes ago, has a spouse. Not everyone uh, is at that point um, or are they called to have a spouse. But look how, because of this example of us not being alone, look how God has told us uh, that he would never leave us or forsake us. And Jesus said before he went back to heaven, uh, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. He told them that he would send, um, when he went away, uh, he would ask the Father to send the helper. And see, I think that's just such a blessing that we would have this helper that uh, he would send us the Holy Spirit that he's promised us that who believe in him and who trust him that we can have a helper. We don't have to be alone. I love the practicality of what's in this verse about husbands and wives and, and that family unit. But I also love God's bigger picture of how he has made a way for us not to be alone, um, for us to have that helper if we believe in him if we trust him uh, he provides exactly what we need and can you just join me in thanking him and praising him for that
thanking him if you have a spouse, thanking him if you have a, a family, thanking him if you don't have a physical blood relation family, um, that if you are a believer in Christ, that you're part of the family of God, that there is relationship. It is so important. It is not meant for us to be alone on uh, with no one to communicate with. And uh, some people say may say, well, I feel alone. Well, you have an avenue to have a relationship with the creator of the universe, the one who made everything, who created everything, who created you, who made a way for you. You have that avenue. And so it's just so important, and it has to do with faith, friends. It all goes back to our heart and to believing. And I'm just thankful that the Lord knew we would need that. The devil, I, I especially see this um, in this uh, recent COVID pandemic. Oh, how he worked so hard to isolate people. And oh, how there's so much loneliness in that, that just that feeling of sadness and depression because people feel like they can't connect. And um, the devil used that um, in a powerful way to keep people separated and keep people alone. But we don't have to walk in that defeat. We don't have to uh, stand with that because God has given us his comforter, the helper, our advocate. He has made a way for us. So let's just give him thanks and praise. When you feel alone, when things do not, when you feel like there's just no one there for you, know that God is. Know that you can draw near to him. Know that you can call out to him. He's faithful. He loves us. He sent his son for us to make a way for us to be able to come back to him. And I'm so thankful for that. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.